Let's go to Genesis chapter 18, very familiar passage, uh, actually, um, 18, and uh, I know you really know this verse. Genesis chapter 18, and we will read just the first uh, portion. It's a question, actually, uh, verse 14. Genesis 18, verse 14. And let's read this all together. Begin. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Okay, that's, that's it? We'll just, we'll just stop there. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Well, that's a good question that um, every... Uh, Christians, I think, would kind of remind themselves, uh, remind ourselves of of, of uh, that question, and uh, because there are instances in our lives that 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 question seems to be kind of uh, real, especially if we are tested and we are in in a difficult situation. But the question is still the same: Is anything too hard for the Lord? Before we continue, let's uh, begin. Father in heaven, we thank you for allowing us to be here. Thank you for the privilege that we can uh, uh, ponder upon your word. And I ask, dear Father, that you would work in our hearts and help us, dear Lord, to live for you, live by faith, and live um, according to your will. And help us, dear Lord, to grow in our relationship with you. And we commit to you all these things in Christ's name. Amen. Now, the devotion today is entitled, God is Able. God is Able. Now, our thrust um, of our devotion today is in the form of question. It's, it's found in Genesis chapter 18, verse 14. And we know the story here already. I'm, I will not, like, go into the detail. But, you know, Abraham and Sarah had gone into... Um, a struggle of having having a child, but not only that, um, it is something that I think you would understand as well, uh, be, humanly speaking, that when you are in their situation, like they're past beyond, especially Sarah' capacity to to bear to bear a son, it's really impossible. Now, when when probably they're looking back of what God said uh, many years ago, and, and uh, Abraham received this first promise that he would have a son. He would have, you know, uh, you know that there would come um, lineage or a, a son from that God will give. It's very difficult for, for them to, to really grasp. And humanly speaking, Medically speaking as well, it's beyond that point wherein you can just just probably sit there and and uh, you know um, listen to them is like uh, this is really impossible. This is really impossible. But uh, God made a way to encourage and to remind Abraham and Sarah who is the God they serve, who is the God that they serve, and. Uh, Really here, um, when, 
when the Lord um, told Abraham that uh, she will conceive and bear a son, bear a child, and then here in verse 13, Sarah laughed and saying, Shall I of a shorty bear a child which am old? And, and, and uh, lo and behold, this question is, is um, right in, before our eyes. And the Lord asked, Is anything too hard for the Lord? You know, this uh, question is very easy to answer. And um, where are when where whenever we are in a good situation, right? Probably, if I ask every one of you, is there anything too hard for God? All of us would agree that we would say no, nothing, nothing is impossible, nothing is too hard for God. But um, when we go through trials in life or maybe challenges, struggles, and we can see our situations we're in. Now this question becomes real and sometimes can lead to frustration and disappointment when we look onto the things that we see. Is, 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 there, really, uh, is there really anything too hard for God when we see our struggles, challenges, difficulties in life. Now, Ab Abraham and Sarah experienced this, but the Lord um, asked them, is anything too hard for the Lord? Now, when we compare scriptures with scriptures, uh, scripture to scripture, this question actually answered by Jeremiah. And, and let's go there, Jeremiah chapter 32. Jeremiah 32, verse 17. And let's uh, read this together as well. Jeremiah 32, 17, begin. Ah, Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by the great power and stretched out arm, and there is nothing too hard for thee. A good passage there and also a good reminder. And there is nothing too hard for thee. Now, please remember if there are things, you know, sometimes we, we kind of work our faith based upon the cir cir uh, circumstances that we, we, um, we go through in life. But uh, please remember if there are things in our lives or um, or things that we see around us that God ought to do something, but he did not, it does not mean that God is not able to do, uh, to do so. Um, I hope uh, I'm making it sense that uh, sometimes we look into a situation and a God would, uh, you would think that God would do something, ought to do something, but he did not. And then now we kind of think, well, question that is God really will do it. Uh, it's the same struggle uh, actually when, when Habakkuk, right? When he see the wickedness of the people of God and um, kind of, Lord, why are you not doing something of, of this kind of situation? 
and seems that like God is not able to give justice, uh, give give glory into His name, and letting people do everything that they wanted to do according to their side. But uh, God looked and uh, answered Habakkuk's uh, prayer and said, Oh, no, don't worry. Okay, I'm just paraphrasing. (laughs) Don't worry. I will, you know, judge. I will vindicate my name and I will judge the sin of the people by using, you know, the, the Babylonians. And this one also kind of, kind of, um, question again with with Habakkuk is he's saying that that um, why are you using a much evil nation to judge your people? Well, I understand that you will judge uh, sin, but I don't understand also um, why you are you know using the evil nation to judge your people. You know something something that's why. If there are things that it seems that God is not moving, you know, don't let us not um, uh, consider right away that God will not do something, because God, indeed, the Bible says, is able. There's nothing, and there's nothing, or there's uh, there's nothing that is too hard for the Lord. With that in mind, we can confide confidently trust God first that God is able to fulfill what he had promised God is able to fulfill what he had promised now I'm not sure how many how many uh, promises that's in in the scripture many would say that's uh, 20 Many would say, um, preachers would say that there's 20,000 or 30,000 at least promises in the scripture. But there is no promise in the Bible that is too hard for God to fulfill. Whatever he says in his word, he will fulfill it. And there are many promises in the Bible. uh, And every single one of them, God is able to fulfill it. If we have this premise, we have this truth that God is able and there's nothing too hard for him, then we can confidently trust that, that uh, he will fulfill what he had promised also uh, in his word. Now, let's uh, look and go to Numbers. Numbers chapter 23 Numbers 23, verse 19. And uh, this is a great confidence that God gave to us, especially when he said something, he will fulfill it. Because here in Numbers chapter 23, verse 19, the word of God says, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he, sa- hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Now that's a kind of God that we serve. A God that can do anything. And even beyond the comprehension of men. Uh, another, Another passage that we can look into, the Apostle Paul wrote to Titus. You know, when Titus was 
was uh, left in in the nation of Crete to do administration and several churches there, Paul um, encouraged him and and wrote a letter. And and if we go to Titus chapter one, Titus chapter one, verse two, Titus chapter one verse two, and and he said uh, Paul said in his letter to Titus in hope of eternal life which god that cannot lie promised before the world began promised before the world began so you see there god said in his word that he is he is the god that cannot lie he is the true and living god and of course the apostle paul here confirmed unto us as well in his letter to Titus that God is the God that cannot lie. So meaning we can confidently claim into the promises of God in the scripture, whatever the promises of God, we can confidently trust and put our faith into those knowing that he is able and in in the confidence that there's nothing too hard for him, right? There's nothing too hard for him. Uh, but not only that, because God is able and because God is, uh, and there's nothing too hard for him, not only we can trust that God is able to fulfill his promises, but also in the second that we can confidently trust that God is able to answer our prayers. God is able to, ans- uh, is able to answer our prayers. Um, we have that uh, promise also in Jeremiah 33.3. If you w- would go there, very familiar passage, and uh, probably most of you, you know, um, memorize this verse. Jeremiah 33.3, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Now, this verse is, uh, you know, really gives us uh, the truth. Not only God will answer our prayers, but He will do great things. He will do more things. Um, and, and, and I know most of the time when we pray, we put God into our time frame rather than us, us um, you know, dependent on God and be submissive to His time frame, because God operates not based; it's not based upon our time frame, but He has His time frame, and that is the perfect will for each of our lives. And and you can see that God is able to um, answer answer our prayers, and there's a lot of uh, prayer promise that we can. A draw from the scripture of God. But I will move on. But not only he, God is able, uh, because there's nothing too hard for him, we can confidently come to him and trust that he will fulfill what he had promised. We can come to him knowing that he will answer our prayers, but also we can trust that God is able to solve our problems. If in Hebrews, he is inviting each and every one of us in Hebrews chapter 4 to come unto him. 
because he's not the God, the God that, you know, doesn't really affected by, by what we felt. He knows. He knows our situation. He knows, you know, our, our struggles and uh, challenges that we are facing. And that's why we can go to him and we know that he is the God that can solve problem. Nothing is impossible to him, right? You know, but sometimes we are get discouraged if we do not do, uh, if God do not do something on the ways we wanted it to be. Um, but many times, God does not op operate in the way, in the, you know, the ways we think, in the different ways that we think. So we have, we have the confidence that God will fulfill what he had promised into his word. We have the confidence that God will answer our prayers when we go to him. We have the confidence and trust that God is able to solve our problems but also, in last year, we can confidently trust that God is able to save even the worst sinners. Um, before, when I when I was in when I was in um, in you know in the Philippines, uh, there's a Christian guy that that he knows someone that's very for him. You know, it's I think it's just his opinion that for him, it's like that evil person that he met he said and uh, he, he, he told me that oh um, God will not probably will get he will not you know be saved and probably something like that and uh, we see sometimes we judge people based upon you know what we see but God sees in a different way and especially we have the verse that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And so we believe that even the worst sinners, maybe you have friends, maybe you have um, someone that you know, that you think that they are so evil, but there's no you know, sin that they did, and there's no um, evil person that God cannot save. If there's... If there's nothing, uh, if nothing is, if nothing is impossible with God, then we can confidently say that um, God can save even the worst sinners. When we're looking into and we're trying to reach out the city of Syria, and for sure, and probably we can also say that there are people was really cruel or evil. Um, we kind of think of that, but they are also. Um, um, they are also part of, uh, of God's creation and God, uh, you know, Jesus Christ shed uh, his blood to every single one of us. Now, um, just uh, look with me, if, please, in Isaiah chapter 1. And uh, this is a good, you know, reminder, not just for unbelievers, yeah, we can say to them, but for us as Christians, in verse 18, Isaiah 1, 18, Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. 
So no matter how, how sinful a person, we can, you know, and this is also affects our thinking when it comes to soul winning. You know, we don't pick and choose of, of people. And uh, as we minister to those who are unsaved, then we, are, we can confidently say that if they, if they hear, for example, the word of God, even though they are e evil, um, they, they, will, they will get saved. And I know some people that got saved when they were in, in prison. Um, I was a, it, it was not my, it was not um, uh, really one of, one of the ministries that I have in the Philippines, but I, I have that uh, um, a privilege to be with a pastor who has a ministry in, in prison. And, <laughs> and, uh, and I know that we went to a prison that's, that's really close to people. Um, you know, because we have like some, some there's jails that, that uh, they put where, where they just um, probably have robbery or something. But there are also prison that's, they're known to be like really criminal and cruel. That's where this pastor ministering into. And um, he asked me, can you come with me? I said, oh, okay. And then, uh, and then, uh, where are we going? <laughs> and he told me, um, we'll go to prison. We'll, so, because that's his one one of his ministry. And uh, I was, um, you know, uh, always be on guard. <laughs> but I know, but I know I can do anything if they will, will, um, will attack me. Um, but, but you, uh, you know, I'm I'm not trusting them knowing knowing that who they are but uh, you can see really in their in their eyes and also you can really see their situation that they really need a savior really need the you know and uh, looking into those people every single cell that we visit you know and and people m maybe would say you know um, you are not you're not entitled to be to be forgiven Maybe people would, would uh, think of that. But for God, you know, there's nothing, uh, there's uh, here in the scripture that we have read, there's nothing uh, sin that God cannot forgive. There's no action that God cannot forgive. So now we, we know that God is able and there's nothing really too hard for him. Um, then why... Now the question is then why uh, we see around us in our lives as if God is not able to do something. You know why? And a lot of a lot of people would ask that why is God not doing something? Right? And I I think you question that to yourself as well. Then why is that God is not doing something? Because we know that. There's no, God is able, and there's nothing too hard for him. Well, it is possible that the problem is not, is not, not, not possible, but uh, what I'm trying to say, it is possible 
the problem is not on God and and basically the problem is with us right um, we know already the fact that nothing is too hard for God anything he can do so meaning that leaves us us in our in our part that the reason why God is not doing something because there's something in us that hinders it and it is possible that man limits God is it really possible that the creator God who created the heaven and the earth who created everything and the Bible says that he is able and also the Bible says that there's nothing too hard for him his crea created being people can limit him it is possible that God that we can limit God now I have an example for that in Psalm 78 and this is really a good psalm because the psalmist go through with what God has done into his people right it's a kind of a history but also gives us the the idea here how God led his people and when we come to verse 41 Psalm 78 verse 41 the psalmist really acknowledged that, yea, they turned back and tempted God, and look at this, and limit the Holy One of Israel. Now when they're going, when, when actually when, when his people were in Egypt, they saw miracles after miracles. When they went out from Egypt and they would cross the Red Sea, they saw miracles of God and uh, he brought victory when they were in the wilderness God brought miracles after miracles as well feeding them and even the Bible says that you know uh, even their sandals it's not like getting old and that's how miracle and how a miracle uh, would display in, in in their lives and and really would would really see that God can do anything but the Bible says in verse 41 that they limited the Holy One of Israel you know um, you would just really wonder because the creation can re limit the Creator the Almighty God was limited by his people in and the question is can we really limit God well we have the verse and the answer is yes man can put kind of chains on the hands of the God that who is willing to bless and do miracles after miracles now we have an illustration some, something like that uh, John chapter 18 and I know there's a cross reference references to any of the um, Gospels but in John chapter 18 I like how John worded worded it you know when when the Jesus Christ prayed uh, before he was betrayed he went to get get um, before he was uh, bound he went to Gethsemane and prayed and he he is with he was with his uh, disciples right um, 
but in chapter 18, so when Judas betrayed him, in verse uh, 18, 12, it says here, Then the band of the captain and the officers of the Jews took Jesus and bound him. I like that kind of a picture, right? That's the only time, and I think, that his creation uh, bound or limit, limit the, the God. I mean, when, when Peter tried to, you know, he, he drew the sword and tried to, you know, oh, I will, I will fight for you, Lord, when, well, Jesus Christ really stopped him. And, you know, he can call uh, God's angel, uh, his angels and kind of rescue him. But the thing is, the reason why, and the only reason why they bound Jesus, because the God himself, Jesus himself, allowed it, right? That's the only reason why they, why they can bound Jesus. And there are times that God allowed himself to be limited. Why? Because, we, because there are things probably in, in our lives as his creation that we bound him. And I know there's a lot of scriptures that we can take a look, but I will suggest two. One is very obvious, and uh, Pastor White uh, was kind of um, dealing with this as well. The first is because of our unbelief. God, a creator who does, who, who there, that there's no um, too hard for him to do. He can do anything. Uh, but because of the unbelief of the people, um, he, was, uh, he was shown himself to be limited. Mark chapter 6, verse 5 to 6, and... Um, uh, if we if we, if we go there, Mark chapter six, verses five to six, and this is the story where in Jesus Christ went around Nazareth, right? And Jesus Christ were amazed of the unbelief of the people in Nazareth in verse five, and he could there do no mighty work save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. Because of their unbelief. And that's uh, one of the things I think um, that hinders a, an almighty God, uh, a God that who can do impossible things. But the second, and this is uh, the last, not only unbelief, but also the spirit of unwillingness. The spirit of unwillingness. Um, with that, turn with me in Matthew 23, 37. Matthew 23, 37. You know, when Jesus Christ were uh, in the mount and uh, looking on Jerusalem, Okay, and he said this in, in the verse 37 of uh, Matthew 23, 
23, 37, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stonest them which are sent unto thee, how often would I have gathered thy children to, together, even as a hen gathereth his ch chickens under her wings. But, uh, last phrase there, but ye would not. And, and um, by, you know, God is willing to do something amazing to his people. God is, something, is willing to do great things uh, to the nation of Israel. But, and God is able, you know, and God is wanting to save the people from, from their unbelief. But the problem is the spirit of unwillingness. And it's the same for, um, you know, most uh, or many, many times or sometimes in our lives that uh, God wants to do something, but we tend to, you know, not asking it. We are unwilling. God wants to give us peace. But if we quote that, but we would not. God wants uh, to give us joy in serving Him, but we would not. Help us overcome struggles, even studies, right, uh, students. Um, God wants to help you with your studies, but you would not. Maybe guidance along the way, but we would not. Um, you know, you see, there are there's not there's no problem about our creator because we believe that he is able and the answer to that question is anything too hard for him we believe that nothing but because of our unbelief we've we've been praying for that 104 building um, and that's the same i think is the situation with the church um, um, I think God is looking to his people that is able to say, Lord, you are able. And there's, any, and there's nothing too hard for thee, for thee. If he can part the Red Sea, one of four building is nothing compared to the parting Red Sea. I think it's more difficult for, <laughs> try to think, right? Parting the Red Sea and owning the one of four building. It's more difficult. I, it's just my opinion, but uh, yeah. Um, also, um, I, I've been really praying that your God will increase uh, the Bible college. But, um, you know, um, I'm kind of reminded also that God is, uh, I'm my, I'm, maybe I'm putting God, uh, God into my time frame, something like that. God wants to increase the, the college, but um, trying to search our, our hearts and um, minds that is there any unbelief, if is there any unwillingness of spirit. Now in closing, God is looking every individual to show himself strong. Now God is looking always to someone that he can do might, mighty things through that person. God is looking for a Bible college that he can do great things for him. God is looking also for a church that he can do great things 
through that church. Um, you know, for, for myself, and then because I've learned, um, and so I already decided that I want to be that person. I want to be in that Bible college. I want to be in that church that God will use for His glory. Because I believe that because nothing is impossible for Him, He is able to do great things through us and for His glory. Now, let's not limit our Almighty God, but instead, um, we will let Him to do what He wants us to do in our lives. And I think that you know, speaks of dependence. And uh, I hope that uh, we, we kind of, uh, we, we, I hope that we learn from uh, this uh, principles that uh, God showed, us, showed to us in, in the scripture. Uh, let us all pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the time that you gave to us. Lord, we, we sometimes, we acknowledge that sometimes we, we fail to trust in you and, and we try to look into things that we can see. But we ask, dear Father, that you would strengthen our faith in you, knowing that there's nothing impossible to you. You are the God who created everything. And for sure, you can work in our lives as well and do mighty things. Help us, Lord, to be dependent on you and help us, dear Father, that our faith will grow as we continue to look into you and, and uh, continue to uh, spend time with you every day. And help us, dear Father, as we, as, as we have our day. And uh, also, we ask that you would, you would be with us uh, throughout the day in everything that we do. Thank you for watching the message today. We invite you to join us again every Sunday and Wednesday for more inspiring messages from God's Word.